Graham, and we're here to talk about the combine prospects and how they, uh, in particular, have you know changed their stock. You know, have have they gone up? Have they gone down? Have you know has somebody run a crazy forty that you know makes your eyes pop? Or you know, somebody had a broad jump, or if you're an offensive lineman, the the ten the ten yard split. You know, what's going on with all that stuff? So there's a lot to unpack there, and we are working on it. So let me see if I have if I'm ready for this just yet. Uh, it looks like I will be ready in just a second. Boom. There we go. All of them are loaded up. So we'll be going over positions that the Bills really need to address. You know, offensive line, specifically interior offensive line. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the Bills will kind of ride with um, Spencer Brown at right tackle. He had surgery last year. And uh, it wasn't really particularly the best season for him, basically because his back was shot. So Spencer Brown is a guy who I believe will get another chance. Uh, see, I have seen zero combine stuff, so I need info. So, yeah, I've, I've, dude, I printed stuff out. I uh, got, you know, Greg Zerline, who is the NFL's, you know, combine professional. I got his notes, and then I, I've done some notes myself, specifically on players that I think that could be on the Bills' radar. And so without further ado, I will bring up the first player, and it is not him. What the work? Oh, they went out of order. Okay. One, two, four. There we go. Jarrett Patterson, Notre Dame offensive lineman. Now, he was graded as a fourth-round pick, right? He was graded in the fourth round, and Xbox is doing some stupid stuff. We'll turn that off. And after his combine, you know, he ran a 5-3-3. Not crazy, but, you know, something that the uh, offensive line, you know, is, is known for. His 10-yard split was ten, is 1.82, and his vertical jump was 29.5. So this guy here, potentially, in my opinion, has pushed his draft stock up to probably a third-round pick. Uh, maybe late second. Give me one second. So potentially a third round pick, most likely, possibly late second, depending on who needs offensive linemen. There's probably going to be a run on them. Uh, in my opinion, the Bills could snag him late in the second, and if that's what they want to go after, he has risen his stock with his combine uh, strengths. That they say he's a team captain. You know, we like guys like that, guys who are leaders. Uh, no wasted motion with his hands. You know, that's a good sign. You know, offensive linemen have to deal with defensive linemen. You got to get your hands on them and prevent them from getting around you. That's excellent. Uh, consistent to improve his position to finish. So he's he's a guy who likes to pancake, likes to get out there and, and, and get dirty with it. Uh, connects to block and is hard to disengage from, meaning he's sticky. He likes to get in there, and when he puts his hands on somebody, they usually don't get away. So this guy right here, second round, you know, with his combine numbers, he didn't uh, bench press. I don't know if he hasn't bench pressed yet, if offensive linemen haven't bench pressed yet. Uh, from what I'm seeing, none of my offensive linemen have a bench press. So I'm guessing that that's today or tomorrow. Um, and I was doing my research, you know, for their combine stuff today. So, uh, I'm, I'm relatively impressed with this guy. Uh, he sifts through the second level keying on blitzers. So he's good at picking up the blitz, uh, punch timing to, to get extension. So meaning he's good at 
getting his hands out there, which I guess kind of goes hand in hand with these other things, with, with a couple of these other ones. But uh, his weakness is his arm length, so he's most likely going to be a center replacement eventually, someone who played guard and moved to center, kind of like Eric Wood did for us back when he, we drafted him. He was the center out of Louisville, right? We put him at guard. He comes in, and he just mauls people for a year at guard, him and Andy Lavitri. And then when our center leaves the next year, he goes in and he takes over at center. He, you know, you have a guy who who's there as a placeholder. So, yeah. Um, Jarrett Patterson, Notre Dame, not bad. Um, says his arm length, again, below the standard. Uh, reminds me of uh, Creed Humphrey last year. Creed Humphrey last year, they, he was known for center only, but he's a beast doing what he does. And Creed Humphrey was the type of guy who you had to go out there and really try and get through because you weren't going getting around him. He's just that guy. But you couldn't put him at guard because he wasn't long enough. And this guy right here potentially has that issue. Uh, his hands work faster than his feet, meaning he has to work on his get off and below average bend and leg drive. So where did my stuff go? There it is. Boom. Gotta have that up. Uh, he lacks impact when leaving the phone booth, meaning he's not really the hard hitter at offensive line. He's not the Quinn, uh, was it uh Quentin Nelson of the Colts? He's not that guy. But he is a guy who does have some physicality. So here we go. Peter, what up, man? Hope you didn't catch my uh, debacle in the beginning because it was rough. I didn't realize I was not on the show. I even did my intro with PLB Sports Entertainment, the uh, the freaking banner that I always put up before my show. And I was talking and there was nothing to say. There was nothing going on. But yeah, Jarrett Patterson, offensive lineman, Notre Dame. Uh, solid prospect. Now, next offensive lineman prospect. I did three offensive linemen. The next one is Esteban or Steve Avila out of TCU. Now, uh, this gentleman is 6'3", 332 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. This man here is a mauler, right? He also is a team captain, fits that role. Full season starting experience at both center and left guard. Frame is dense and capable of absorbing contact. Plays with good flexion and body control for a man his size. Plays with good, yeah, I already said that. Able to snap hip into initial block fits. Seals blocks, creates sturdy wall for A-gap run tunnels, meaning he's a good run blocker. Uh, pass sets tend to be balanced and firm throughout the rep. And lateral slides to mirror the defend or mirror and defend his edges. So all around, this guy here is a beast when it comes to mauling people. He is a mauler. He is a hammer. He's gonna go out there and he's gonna put defensive linemen flat on their backside. This is this, this is what this guy does. Uh, he occasionally delays in recognizing twist setups. Uh, he needs to steady his hands to improve his punch. Uh, could use better rhythm and control. Uh, has tendency to play too tall, so he's got he's got to make sure he stays low. Uh, more of a banger, but he was already rated a late first round pick, right? Already rated a, a late first round pick. PFF had him rated as their forty second guy, and that's just based on the analytics. Um, but I I believe that he's going to end up translating into a really solid offensive lineman in the NFL. And if we're going to go first round. Uh, offensive lineman this guy is an option but there's one more guy who i have picked uh, pegged for the offensive line that i would like i did not look at any late round guys i didn't look at andrew Voorhees. he he didn't have anything combine wise and if they didn't have anything combine wise for me i didn't even 
I didn't even try because this was about what the combine does for these players. Uh, and so Andrew Voorhees was not uh, a guy who had participated thus far. Uh, and I don't know if he plans on participating at all. So the next one is Osiris Torrance. Now, plenty of Bills fans know who the heck this guy is. Uh, he is an offensive lineman from Florida, right? Osiris Torrance is a big boy. He is six foot five, 330 pounds. He is probably the best guard in the class. Best true guard, best true interior offensive lineman. He's very broad across the chest and waist. Wide Bill creates impediment for interior pass rushers. Uses independent hands for added balance. Quick to read twists and search for adjusted assignments. Penalty free throughout the 2002 season per PFF. So Lance Zerline uses PFF as well. It says adequate contact pop with ability to neutralize opponent's power. Size helps to generate movement as a drive blocker. Held his own in matchups against Georgia's Jalen Carter. Above average strain to sustain blocks. Meaning this guy here is the total package as an offensive lineman. He's as, as a guard interior guy, which, you know, isn't as valued as high as tackles. Uh, guards are usually the guys you want to be maulers. You want those guys to open up lanes for your running backs in the middle. Uh, we lacked that last year with Roger Saffold. Uh, Bates was solid. You know, he wasn't great, but he was solid. He rated in the 60s in PFF. So, you know, he's he's an average guy. He's getting paid average money. Cool. We're set there. Uh, we're set at center for now. Uh, we could go after, you know, another guy later in the draft like an Andrew Voorhees or, you know, somebody who's a true center. Um, but as of right now, I see us not really going for too many. I see us getting one and then maybe one late. We'll do a mock draft after this. I actually found a better mock, mock draft simulator than PFFs. Um, and so we will do that later. Oh, there it goes. Okay, cool. I don't know where my stuff is. We're good to go. Um, but the next position group I went into was linebackers, right? Because Tremaine Edmonds might not be here this coming year. He's he's a guy who potentially could be out the door. And, you know, a lot of Bills fans don't want that to happen. I, You know, I'm kind of indifferent on it. I don't care if he stays or if he goes. Uh, his past, you know, protection was excellent. He was really good going out there and playing defensive coverage. And that's generally what the Bills want to do. They want to play defensive coverage with their linebackers. They want their defensive line to really be the ones to generate pressure and stuff lanes. However, it's still a linebacker's job to get in there and get his nose dirty when it's time to hit somebody. When somebody gets through an open lane, it's the linebacker's job to be that second layer of protection. And Tremaine Evans does not excel at that. Right There are, line, there are linebackers in free agency who I like, like um, Bobby Wagner, who's an excellent run stuffer. Uh, Levante David, who's excellent at reading that. These guys don't second-guess themselves. And I've talked about them in previous shows. But today... We're talking about these rookies. We're talking about these guys coming to the league. They'll be drafted and have had solid pro days. My first one is the first picture I accidentally put up there, which is Washington State's Dayon Henley. Now, Dayon Henley ran a five, a 454, 40-yard dash, pretty solid time. 10-yard split was 155, vertical jump 35 inches. He is 6'1", 225. So he's a little smaller. Well, he's smaller than Tremaine Edmonds, but – the guy can play. Uh, he was at Nevada first, and then he moved over to Washington State. The kid is a mover. He plays fast and with plenty of hustle, rangy to go sideline to sideline as a run defender. That's what we need. That's what we really needed Tremaine Evans to accelerate at, but, you know, he, he just didn't. Um, let's see. What else we have here? 
Uh, his athletic score was a 79. He's green across the board. The kid, the kid's a baller. Uh, above average length with jolting punch to play off blocks. Bends and stays wide and squared during block to take on or block take on. And core special teams trait and experiences. Right? So this isn't somebody I'd take in the first round if I'm looking at core special team stuff. He did play teams in college, which you want to have a guy be able to do in the pros. It's just the way it is. You want guys who can do multiple things for you. See, Edmonds had his best year yet, but in my opinion, he's replaceable in free agency for half the cost and draft him. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I'm saying. Like Tremaine Edmonds is gonna get paid. Like uh I was looking at um spot track, right? And they're saying he's eleven million dollars. You are out of your mind if you think Tremaine Edmonds is getting eleven million dollars a year. That's no. And they notoriously do underrate the value of a player going forward. It's um hang on. I never invite anybody on my show really. If someone wants to come on, they just show up. It's cool. Uh, Edmonds had his best year. Yep. But, um, yeah, you could, you could get Levante David, who is in his latter years. He's probably got three more years left in the NFL, and then it's time to go home. Um, but to me, he would be an immediate upgrade over Tremaine Edmonds just based on the experience and the, the ratings, just as how good he is at doing the job. Where Shermanim is still growing and learning. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl here. I'm not trying to I'm trying to groom people and then let them go somewhere else. And then no, 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 no. The time is now, right? The Bills window is still wide open. People are like, the window's closed. No, it's not. The window's open. You go get yourself a Levante David. You draft a Dayon Henley in the second round. You're good to go. He has been rated a mid-second round pick to early third round pick. Like so, he's you know that latter part of the second, you know, pick fifteen to you know. Of the second round to like you know early third round with these times he might sneak into the first round he might not be available there's gonna be a bunch of guys uh at linebacker that potentially could jump into the uh the latter parts of the draft it really depends again on needs like if you look at the the first round people aren't really linebackers that high but you have teams that need linebackers the the eagles are losing edwards at linebacker who is you know a, a key piece of that defense uh, Leighton Van Der Esch for the Cowboys. He is a guy who's a free agent after this year. I'm not sure what they're going to do at linebacker, but they're going to need one. The Patriots are probably going to look at linebacker. You know, they're, they're outside linebackers in Uche and, and Judon. Very, very good. But the guys in the middle, I don't even know their names. Like, I'm not not impressed. Uh, who else is out there that might go after linebacker? The, the Buccaneers. They're losing Levante David. Right? He's out there. The Rams in the second round, because they don't have a first-round pick, uh, ever, the Rams might be looking at somebody like Dayon Henley. So there's guys out here who who could jump early, and there could be a run on linebackers because teams are losing linebackers. And they don't want to pay these guys, including us. So the Bills are a team that really should be looking at linebackers. And Dayon Henley is the first one I, I picked, but he's not necessarily the best one, and he's not necessarily the the pick that I think is going to be potentially best for the Bills. He is, to me, for the position that we're looking for, he's Matt Milano's size, right? We have a Matt Milano. I like this guy. He's faster than Matt Milano. He's got good instincts. He's a banger. He can go sideline to sideline. You know, he's got length. You know, he's got long arms. Um, but I don't know if, if that's really the right one to go. 6'1", 225 pounds. I, I like him. If he's available and there's someone we have to take and they're not really that impressed with Terrell Bernard, which I don't know. I have no clue. We didn't see much of him last year. This could be an option. The next one is a guy that people love, and I'll just give his prognosis up front. 
He's been rated a, a true first-round pick and can go in the teens after his combine. And that's Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Where is his picture? Oh, I see what happened. There it is. For some reason, when I uploaded this, it didn't put it in order. But there he is. Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa, right? Iowa is a – they're a school for, known for making hitters. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, even corners on occasion. They, but they're known for defensive players and offensive linemen. Um, I, I really don't remember any off offensive players from Iowa that made the NFL, but you know we we got was it AJ Panessa from there? People just powerful players for defense, and he ran a four six five. His ten yard split was a one point five nine. He had a thirty seven point five inch vertical, and he's six foot five, two hundred forty nine pounds. So he is the size of Tremaine Edmonds. He just doesn't have the speed of Tremaine Edmonds. But he's big. He's got a long frame for position. Highly communicative with his teammates on the field. Feel for blocking schemes and knows for the action. Able to step downhill and neutralize lead blocker. Those last two things I just said. Those last two things. Feel for blocking schemes and knows for the action. And able to step downhill and neutralize the lead blocker are two things that Tremaine Edmonds struggles with. Struggles with. If this guy's there and we don't have an answer, let's say we we, we just re-signed Ike Bakker. I don't know if that's going to be a, a an impactful signing, right? Let's, let's be honest here. But if this guy's there and Osiris is off the board and Avila's off the board and, you know, there's not a safety that they believe is better, you go and you fill the hole with the best player available because there's a hole there. This guy right here, Jack Campbell, is a monster. Scrapes with pads square to the line, finds his run fit, and spills the action wide, meaning he busts through these holes and stops runners in their tracks. Careful close distance to ensure... Uh-oh. <laughs> Tackle success. And then awareness and ball skills to succeed in zone coverage. The, the guy has it all, right? He has it all. There's no reason why if this guy's on the board, the Bills don't look to go get him. This guy right here is impressive. And I would be shocked if they pass up on him if, if the offensive linemen aren't there. That, that's priority number one is protect your quarterback. End of story. You protect Josh Allen at all costs. If... They're not there, then you go linebacker, safety. Whatever the next best position available is to fill your hole, that's where it is. You want to go out there, and we have a hole at safety because Jordan Poyer's gone. We have a hole at linebacker because uh, Tremaine Nemes is gone. Uh, if they trade it, Oliver, like some people want, which I disagree with, but you know, if they do that, then they're going to have a hole at defensive tackle. That's right That's right down the middle. That's 1-800-CALL-ATT. I don't know if you guys remember that. Maybe I'm old. We'll deal with that as we go. But he does play conservatively, and his initial diagnosis movements lack suddenness, right? So he's a little he's a little slow in his hips. But if he recognizes what's going on, which they're saying that's the strength of his, he is a go-getter. Jack Campbell is, is a beast. I, I would not mind Mr. Jack at all. 
I do have a guest jumping in with me because he had something to say about it. Let me go ahead and bring him in. What up, man? Well, I wasn't even expected to fucking go on, man. I, uh, I was just, I wanted, I wanted to like play you and just like hang out, bro. Uh, you can do that too when I when I when I drop you off of here. Uh, what do you think so far? Uh, the Bills are gonna win the Super Bowl next year, hundred percent. I feel you there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So breaking down linebackers I've, right now. I never even wanted to join your show, bro. I'm like, what the hell? Thanks for fucking getting me involved. Now I have to get involved in your show, bro. Thank uh, you, Izzy. We love. Yeah, we all love you, you bro. I know you <laughs> we said it at the same time. We even thought it together. <laughs> well, all okay. right. What, what What do you want? What do you want for me? What do you want for me? So uh, if you if you could pick any player, we'll, we'll make the short so that way you can go back to the, the backstage and hang out. Um, if you if you had to choose the perfect position group player to be there at twenty seven, what position would it be? That's a tough question. That's a really good question, and yeah. people don't realize like how good that question is. Um, because that that's gonna make the season. That's gonna the, decide if we win the Super Bowl next year or not, right? Yeah, yeah, very, very, it very well could. It very and, well uh, could. I, I, I can't answer that one. I cannot answer that one because there are so many positions right now, which is not good to have that conversation by saying there are so many positions where we could say, here's what we need. I can't yeah. do it. So here's here's my take, right? The Bills can free up about $40 million in cap space. My personal favorite thing to do is one of two things, right? You create that cap space. You re-sign Tremaine Edmonds. You bring in his brother. Hopefully, they give you a little bit of a group discount. You go after the Eagles offensive lineman, uh, Selmalu. Uh, I really like him a lot. And then if you know you do that, now you've plugged linebacker safety and offensive line. So now you can do pretty much whatever the heck you want. Wide receiver, doesn't matter. At that point, your draft class is now your driving force. So if it's me and we can't do all that stuff, let's say we get, let's say we go with a Levante David and then bring in a Jimmy Ward, right? I'd be fine with that too. I'd be, I'd be perfectly fine with that too. Or uh, Bobby Wagner and Jimmy Ward or, you know, another one of these free agent safeties. We're not, people are like, we're going to get in Jesse Bates. No, we're not. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. If we go and get Jesse Bates, right, then we're not signing anybody else who is going to be a high value or even a medium value. You're going to go get a Jesse Bates and a Drew Tranquil, which could be the move. It could be the move. But you want to get a linebacker who can both cover and tackle and, and make quick decisions at the line. So uh, to me, the preference would be to go with a Levante David or Bobby Wagner there and then get a safety later on. Yeah, you 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 would not want to protect Josh Allen. I would because that's what that's what the offensive line is for from the Eagles, Isaac Salmalo. So he he was rated actually pretty good both running and passing, which we want to to create balance, right? We want to get James Cook involved so that way Josh Allen is protected. We want James Cook to be involved so that way Josh doesn't have to run the ball so freaking much. Like it's it's, it's a balance, and we could even bring back a you know a running back or, or sign one in free agency because the draft class is so heavy. It's a bad year to be a free agent running back. It's a terrible year to be a free agent running back because you have the B. John Robinsons out there. You've got, you know, 
kid from Auburn. I, I got running backs in here, but I'm not trying to go over them just yet. But <laughs> like, like you, you have beasts at every round of the draft. Even in the sixth round, if you go with a Muhammad Ibrahim, that dude's a monster. Texas has got two of them. Roshan Johnson from Texas right. is a hammer. He's not, he's like Dude. Lendale White or or Legarrette Blunt. Like there's so many running backs in this draft class. It's on steroids. On yeah. steroids. <laughs> there are hammers out here. There are hammers out here. Like if you try to pick up Mjolnir, you better be worthy. And they got some worthy candidates in the draft. And people are like running backs are a dime a dozen. Sometimes they are. But every time I see somebody pay one of these guys, they regret it. Badass dude, <laughs> you know, you know your stuff. Thank that you, is awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for the draft. It's coming up, bro. It's coming up. Yeah, yeah. I can't do. I'm in it. Like I'm, I'm into this. Uh, there's, there's a linebacker prospect here who's next on my list. He's a, he's a on a smaller side like a Milano and uh, the Henley kid I mentioned earlier. But he's from Alabama. He's a hitter, uh, and his name is Henry Toototo or Toototo. It's T-O apostrophe O-T-O apostrophe O. To, Oto, O. Is that even possible to have multiple apostrophes in your name? He's Samoan, so yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. He's a big, he's, he basically looks to me like a safety who converted to linebacker, which is a lot now. Like Milano was a safety at Boston College. We draft him linebacker, Matt Milano. Um. His numbers are very similar to Matt Milano. He ran a 4.62, split 10 or 1.57, vertical jump 3.32, uh, broad jump 9.8, you know, uh, 4.4 and a 20 yard shuffle. Like those numbers are oddly similar to Matt Milano. And he played at Bama, so he had a lot of support there. So I don't know if this guy's going to be it, but his, his combine numbers, he they compared him to Christian Kirksey, right? I'm, I'm going to put a picture of this guy up here. He doesn't look big, but he also doesn't look small. Where is he at? There's his jersey. I don't even know if they make jersey machines that can make that name on there, but apparently they do. So Tooto is is a guy who's out here, and his athletic scores weren't that great. Neither were Matt Milano's, but Milano apparently doesn't care because he goes out there and he cracks people over the head every every play he gets a chance out there destroying people so yeah i i wouldn't be against drafting this guy if you know you're in the fourth round and you're you know you're needing one he's been listed as a fourth or fifth round pick he might go in the high third round you know that's cool you know i i I do like him but like he'd he'd be he'd be matt milano and they have him ranked right around where milano was so i like the guy i like the guy yo what up gang bobby hall in the building what's up man how you doing all right, but yeah, Henry Henry Tooto, you know, if if we don't get one early and the, the draft doesn't fall to us like that, and maybe it does fall to us like that, maybe we get a Steve Avila first round, second round, uh, maybe we get lucky and one of the safeties falls to us or, you know, a wide receiver like Jalen Hyatt falls down to us and we're there in the third round and he's the best player available, maybe you go that way. I don't know, but we'll see. At 91, he wouldn't be a bad selection, I'll say that. But we do have one more linebacker, one more LB, and he is from Oregon, the brother, I believe, of Penesul, linebacker Noah Sewell, 
or Sewell. He's a big boy. He's not he's not big tall wise. He's he's six one and a half. He's two hundred forty six pounds. He ran a, a four six four, so it's very similar to Jack Campbell. Uh, split one point five seven vertical jump thirty three broad jump nine seven. He's a big boy. He can move, um, but you know he's rated as a potential first second round guy. Uh, but he might drop to the third with all these other guys doing so well at linebacker. He may be pushed down the list. If you're looking for a big linebacker, if that's what you're looking for, then this guy's it right here. He is a big guy. And anywhere in the first to third round, I don't know if it'd be a reach in the first. I, I'm pretty, I think it would for my liking. Welcome back to part two of this broadcast. This is your host, Izzy. And the show is still brought to you by PLB Sports Entertainment. Enjoy the show. what's going on i am back sorry about that uh, i don't know what happened but my broadcast just quit so i had to you know wait the time that it makes me wait between shows and facebook and all that crap so i'm back and we are discussing the um the players in the draft that the bills could target that had their draft stock rise or fall or stay the same you know by the combine what what, what did the combine affect these players. So I got my Baja Blast here. I'm trying to stir a little bit. And boom. Now I have something to drink this time. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. So this is your guy, Izzy, back here again. This is the resident report on the Built in Buffalo YouTube network. Um, here we go. So the last guy I was on was Noah Sewell, linebacker from Oregon. He's the brother of Panay Sewell. He is a big guy, like I was saying before, 6'1 and a half, 246. He's a three-year starter at Oregon. He has outstanding size. Yes, he does. He's a big dude. He is a hammer. Able to take on force with strength, pure power to drive blocker back when pads are, are right. So he sounds kind of like a Ray Lewis type of guy where you can try and block him, but he's just going to push you back to where you came from or further back than that. A uh, hand strength to stack and shed blocker. 
he had patrols with aggression between the tackles, meaning he is a thumper in the middle, and much improved tackle consistency in 2022. Uh, he lacks instincts and awareness to get early jumps. Okay, so that sounds Tremaine Evans to me. So this this would be like a direct Tremaine Evans thing. That would be, have to be something that they coach out of him. Uh, he fails to locate blockers from his peripheral. That sounds like Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, too easily trapped behind blocks on outside runs. Sounds like Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, lacks functional speed for pursuit and playmaking. It sounds a whole lot of uh, Tremaine Edmonds with this guy here, right? So, And I'm not downing that. I would definitely draft a Tremaine Edmonds in the second round again, you know? My, my issues with Tremaine Edmonds aren't so heavy. Like, you know, some people some people really don't like Tremaine. I'm, I'm trying to fix this camera now. It stops doing this stupid thing it's doing. And... Okay. So he's, he sounds like a Tremaine Edmonds type. He's not as tall as Tremaine Edmonds, but he is long and he is big and he is powerful like Tremaine Edmonds. He's just not... He, he doesn't have the instincts, I, I think. You know, and it's... He's young still, so right, like Tremaine Edmonds, he's young, but this guy would be a real hammer and someone who's not afraid to get in there and hit. And I don't think Tremaine Edmonds is either, but Tremaine Edmonds is just not the guy who, who does that type of deal. All right, so we'll deal with that as it goes. Uh, next guy, right, is the next position, right, because that was the last linebacker. And Again, I'm sorry about the broadcast issue, guys. Uh, next guy is another position that we may look at depending on who's left on the board. If this guy's there and no one else is, it's potential that we do something, that the team does something that, you know, the rest of us may not necessarily agree with. And that is taking a running back in B. John Robinson. Now, generally speaking, I am not pro line, pro running back in round one. I'm generally not. But if everybody else is gone, and you cannot get adequate trade value for your spot, this gets you a premier running back, and it keeps him out of the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if that's important to you guys, but I don't want the Chiefs having any more crazy weapons than they have now, right? And they don't have crazy weapons right now, but they have Isaiah Pacheco, right, who's a solid running back, but he's an undersized guy. You pair him with a Bijan Robinson and then give Mahomes what we're trying to give Allen? which is you know a little bit of balance and the necessity to not necessarily run the ball by himself, that would be terrifying if the Chiefs got B. John Robinson. I would be horrified. That split backfield would be nuts. And so I could actually see the Chiefs trading up in the first round to go get him ahead of us if that's what they thought was going to happen. If they were like, well, the Bills might just take him just to keep him out of our hands, and then they'll have that especially if all the offensive linemen are gone and, you know, if there's a big run of receivers, we have no idea how this first round is going to go in this draft. Like, we don't we don't know what people are thinking. Like, if they were, if the run of receivers starts, people are going to get desperate. We're like, we need one. Let's go get them. Or if there's a run on linebackers, like the ones I just named, two of which have a first-round grade, one has a second-round grade, the other one has a third-round grade or a fourth-round grade. Uh, yeah, at that point, it's like, all the linebacker prospects are back in the draft. They're, they're further back. They're not up in the top. There's, you have a couple of guys up there, but the receiver run could happen. And then, you know, you're left with needing a weapon and Bijan's on the board. Wouldn't be a terrible option. I, I really like Bijan Robinson. 
I think that he is exceptional. He's a he's first round rated. He's he's easily, in my opinion, a top fifteen player in this draft. But he's a running back, and because the position is undervalued, I don't want to say undervalued, but because the position is literally basically something you draft and then you let him go, and then do it again. Uh, I've seen one journalist say this before. I don't remember who it was, but it, it was pretty rough about it the way he said it. And he said, you draft him, you run him to the ground, and then you let him go. And then you do it again. And that's just how you do running backs. And it's like, that's horrible, but that's, generally speaking, the best business decision for the practice. It's not a super high-paying position. But he is a three-down back with exceptional talent in all phases. Owns a variety of footwork tools to alter pace, direction, and power. Feet are fast and fully connected with his vision for optimal results. Resets run track with sudden jump cuts against penetration. Runs low to the ground and possesses rare contact balance. Ability to stack moves adds a level of unpredictability to his carries. Pinballs off of angles strikes and can rip through leg tackles. Pairs instant burst with solid top-end speed. Finishes runs with authority, soft hands, and a nightmare to deal with on wheel routes. Those are all his strengths, by the way. I just listed off all the strengths given by Mr. Zan Z uh, Lance Zerline from NFL.com. They compare him to Josh Jacobs, okay? And then he might need to quicken operation time needed uh, against speedy NFL defenses. Occasionally looks to better deal run lanes when should be finishing. Needs to run with more decisive plant-and-go mentality. Needs to consistently or needs more consistent urgency in patch protection duties. Okay, those sound like mild complaints compared to the stack. The stack of positives. He's got like 10 positive notes and like four like, ah, I mean, but he could plant his foot better and hit the hole. He could. Do... Okay, the man didn't run the 40. So that, that really didn't do much for him. But his vertical jump was 37. His broad jump was 10-4. The man can just get around. He, I mean, he, if you've ever seen this guy, he's impressive. Bijan Robinson, he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem wherever he goes. He's gonna be a problem if it's here in Buffalo. Cool, I would love to see that one-two punch with a Bijan Robinson and James Cook. That'd be great. But personally, I'd rather have the offensive lineman. That's just me. Uh, give me give me the big fat bastard to protect Josh and open up run lanes, and then you know we can talk about the the fun stuff. Now, next process prospect is also a running back, right? I'm, I'm doing three running backs. Uh, I like this guy as well. He wouldn't be a first-round pick, and I think that's what most Bills fans would prefer for this, right? You don't want to take a running back in the first round, especially since, you know, they're kind of a dime a dozen, and the day you take one in the first round is the day that guy gets hurt. Now you're sitting here, you know, with a weapon you can't use that you drafted in the first round when you could have used that to get somebody else. Now, again, I'd only do it in the first round if – all these circumstances happened where I didn't have a choice, and that's just the way it is. Let's lower that so we just, yeah. But uh, it is this man here. From UCLA, running back Zach Charbonnet. Now, Zach Charbonnet is a big back. He is six foot even, 214 pounds, right? He ran a 4.54. Four, four. 10 yard split was 1.54. Vertical jump, 37 inches. Broad jump, 10.2 or 10, 
10 feet, 2 inches. NFL comparison, A.J. Dillon. Carries weight comfortably across powerful build. Patiently waits for blocks to develop inside the scheme. Surprising build-up speed as an outside runner. Picks up ahead of steam as the run progresses. Can slip one tackler and run through the next one. Above average ball security. That's awesome to hear, especially here in Buffalo, since if somebody fumbles the ball, you don't see him for three more weeks, right? So you want a guy who can be in there and handle business. How does Bijan Robinson compare to Brees Hall? He is by far a better prospect than Brees Hall. Brees Hall's faster, I believe. I also, although Bijan did not run the 40, but Bijan checks more boxes. But I, I could be taking some away from Brees Hall. But as a prospect, you got a, a crazy guy from Texas in, in Bijan versus a guy from Iowa State, which I believe is the same conference. I believe they're both Big 12, but I, I would take Bijan over Brees Hall, personally. If fans considered Saquon and McCaffrey, why not Bijan in the first? So fans considered that, but we considered like trading a fourth-round pick for CMC. That's not the same as, as taking a first-round pick. You know, That's a fourth-round pick for, for Christian McCaffrey. That's different. The Bills weren't weren't willing to move a second for him because of the injury history. Where you're talking about a brand new fresh guy out of college and Bijan Robinson, it's it's a bit different. Like the, the whole situation is different. You're looking at the money, uh, totally different. You're looking at the uh, wear and tear, totally different. You're looking at the size, totally different. You're looking at the abilities, pretty similar, but with the power of Bijan Robinson, totally different. Uh, if you're talking about Saquon, then Bijan Robinson and Saquon compare very well. But again, the wear and tear, the money, that that's where you get into it. So, I mean, because of the money, it might be smarter to draft a running back in the first round. All right. So let me continue here. Uh, can slip one tackle, run to the next. Above average ball security. Runs a variety of routes with plus catch radius. Nice. Will throw heavy hits at blitzers. Also nice. See, uh, weaknesses, he has hip tightness, forces a regular upright gait. Average acceleration, getting between tackles. He low average instincts on inside runs, can be a little indecisive reading stretch plays, lacks gather quickness for run cuts, and struggles to hit the gas when feet are forced to slow. So he, he has a hard time re-accelerating. Still, I, I, the good prospect here, Zach Charbonnet. Very good pro- prospect to me. And his draft grade is he was rated as a third or fourth round pick after his combine, after, you know, the 4-5-40 and the, uh, you know, the 1.54 split plus the broad jump. Uh, he could push him into the second round. It would be a late second round pick most likely, but he could end up, up in the second round. So he's a guy who I like. I, I picked only power backs for this section here, guys who, who can, you know, kick ass because James Cook is a smaller guy. And so is Hines. So because we have two smaller guys already, I wouldn't draft another running back who's small. I would draft somebody who's a hitter. And the two guys so far I've named are hitters. And this guy here, this guy here is a hitter. This next guy, he's not going in the first round. He's going to be a fifth, maybe sixth round pick. It really depends on how the draft falls. You know, when you get into those later rounds, you know, you got like this guy's got to go in the fifth round, right? He's got to go in the fifth round. But then you get these small school guys who start showing up, and these small school guys start taking spots where you thought that your guy was going to go, and he gets pushed to the sixth round because some offensive tackle from, you know, Jackson State or freaking 
Fayetteville State or Charlotte pops up on the board, and now he gets taken where this other guy should have gone. So the next running back and the last one on my list is also from Texas, Roshan Johnson. Now, Roshan Johnson isn't that fast. He ran a 4.59. His split time was pretty impressive, though, at 1.52, which means that he doesn't have the top-end speed. He's basically a huge Devin Singletary. Vertical jump, 31.5. Raw jump, 10, 10 uh, feet, 2 inches. He is six foot, 220 pounds, and he is a hammer. He's a power back with a bruising frame who hits, who fits the football cliche of tough, smart, and dependable. This guy's basically a new age Lendale White or LeGarrette Blunt. He is a hammer. He is the guy, it's, if, it, if it's fourth and two and you need this touchdown on the goal line, right? It's fourth and goal. You're on the two, and you need these two yards. This is the guy. This is him. This is the dude, the, the, the dude that you want. Model of consistency. Running style is highly determined and very physical. Creates yardage with broken tackles. Just one career fumble ever. Good. Willing and capable in pass protection. Four-phase special teams experience. This guy might be a guy that's worthy of being a starter for the Bills based on his skill set. He sounds like a different Singletary but bigger, hits harder, and then he can pass block. So on passing downs, this would be the guy you have out there unless you plan on throwing to the running back. Or you could run a two-running back set. This guy right here, this guy right here is the truth. And a fifth or sixth-round pick. I would be perfectly fine and content to wait until later in the draft to take a running back because, honestly, I am of the belief that you just don't draft running backs in the first round like that unless it's the situation absolutely calls for it. And with us, I don't think it will. I think there's going to be just, just too much heat on the board for us to go after a Bijan Robinson. Give me one moment. Voice too loud. I don't know if you guys can hear him, but yeah. It is a... Uh... Goblin Cave being loud as hell for no reason at all. Uh, Sup, what about Tank Bigsby? Ooh, so I like Tank Bigsby. I do like Tank Bigsby. He is also a hammer, but he's going to be in the third or fourth round. I don't know if I'm fully ready at that point in time to draft a running back. You know, we have Hines, we have Cook. If it's not Bijan in the first, I'm looking more to the later rounds where it's it could be Tank Bigsby if he, if he falls to the fourth. Then... There's no need for me to go after a Rashawn Robinson, right? And I, I did a couple mock drafts, and Tank Bigsby fell to me in the fourth and, and fifth round at times, and I, I had to jump on him. I had to do it. Tank Bigsby is a beast. He's out of Auburn, I believe. And I'm going to pull up his numbers to see if uh, see what the, uh, the deal is with Tank Bigsby. NFL.com, because there's no reason to go anywhere else, because I'm just looking for combine stuff. Uh, he ran a four, five, six. So just a little bit faster than Rashawn Robinson. Uh, his 10 yard split was slower than Rashawn Robinson. His vertical jump was a little higher, but his broad jump was way short. Like, well, not way short, about five inches short, four, three inches short. So yeah, I, I like, I like Rashawn Robinson better, but I like Rashawn Robinson, you know, later in the draft as well. So 
to me that that's where that goes. Uh, Bill, Bigsby is is a beast. He is a beast, and I would I'd be fine taking Tank Bigsby if he's there and they want him and they get him in the third, fourth, fifth round. But I also like Mohammed Ibrahim from a uh, from a uh, Minnesota. That kid's good. That kid's good. And Junie Bunny, the Bills never showed to be committed to the run last season. I prefer we draft an OL. So that's my preference. My my number one is an offensive lineman. If you watch part part one of this show, because for some reason uh, my broadcast ended, I don't know why, but I had to wait like half an hour in order to start my broadcast over again. So go back and check that out. I had three offensive linemen on there that I liked in the first and second round. I'll go ahead and pull them up real quick because they're at the bottom of the stack of papers that I did. I, I, look, dude, today I did work. I did research. I was one second. Okay, boy's loud. Jesus. So I had Jarrett Patterson. I have I have I have the pictures in here too for them. Jarrett Patterson out of Notre Dame, who is who was great as a fourth round guy. He could go in the second or third. Uh, I like him if we can't get one of the main guys in the first rounds. And those were uh, Steve Avila out of TCU and Osiris Torrance out of no. Where the hell is? Okay, I don't know where my slide went, but yeah, that's frustrating. Okay, Osiris Torrance out of Florida. If they're not there, those two guys aren't there, Avila or Torrance aren't there in the first round, then you wait to the next round. Maybe you trade back and, and you know do something that way. But personally, it's, it's one of those two guys, Steve Avila or Esteban, because that's his name, or Torrance. So O-line will be my priority as well. What about the Alabama running back? I'm not as high in the Alabama running back, to be honest. Uh, he's he's not bad. He's not bad. If he was there at the right time and, and, and you know, he was the guy that they pulled the trigger on, fine. But I like the two Texas boys, and I like the kid from UCLA. Those are those are my guys. All right. So I'm going to put this back up here. It's going to go away in a second anyway. But now we're on to one of our most vital positions of need and that is safety safety is is a very vital position and this guy's been mocked to us quite a bit he's been mocked to us quite a bit he's from texas a&m uh, his name is antonio johnson jr i believe but it's not up there so don't worry about the junior uh, antonio johnson he is six foot two 198 pounds he ran a four five two 1.57 split, 31-inch vertical, and 9 feet, 10-inch broad jump, right? He bench pressed eight reps. So his strength is a concern, in my opinion, if we take him in the first round, right? And, again, that's only if the offensive linemen are gone and the, you know, there's not a linebacker there you want or the receivers are all gone. Then you go this route right here, right? I'd even trade back a little bit to see if I can't get him a little later. But Antonio Johnson from – Texas A&M, solid safety, you know, combine or yeah, combines pro size with pro physicality. Level of urgency should bolster any run defense, attacks blockers and uh, dislodges quickly, puts every bit of frame into ball carrier when tackling, which means he's a hitter. Uh, can play box safety or big nickel. 
able to line up over bigger targets in the slot, rapid response to both routes or route breaks and quick game throws. Transition acceleration keeps him close to, in man coverage and charges through pass catcher to jar the ball loose. And his comparison is Kyle Duggar. And I don't disagree with that. He, he def- definitely fits the Kyle Duggar mold. Uh, Antonio Johnson is is a very good safety. The bench press reps, they're not that big a deal as a safety, but it does bring his athletic grade down. Right? He's not as athletic as some of these other guys. And I have two other safeties here. Both of them, you know, less highly graded than this guy, but one of them I really like. And you can tell because he's in the photo for my my uh, thumbnail, right? A left guard, yeah. Left guard, yeah, left guard is really what we need. Go Bills, that's right. Uh, the next safety on the board that I like, who had a – he had a decent but, you know, a decent pro day or, or, or combine day. He's he's probably you know a, a, a fifth or sixth round pick, uh, depending. He could get, go as high as the third round. I doubt that. Um, I highly doubt it. Uh, but he was rated as a fourth or fifth round guy. So it is Jair Brown, safety out of Penn State. Now his combine didn't hurt or help his draft status. He's one of those guys who kind of stayed there. If there's a run on safeties, he could go early, but I highly doubt it. Right, there's just too many. There's too many linebackers in this draft class. There's too many defensive ends. Right, there's edge rushers galore. There's there's too many receivers. Like the safeties are going to get pushed back, I believe. And so because of that, I think the Bills can get a safety, nice one in the third round, and that's kind of my sweet spot with safety. Uh, this guy he brings energy, leadership, and passion to the team. He plays with the same motor throughout the game, versatility as nickel corner or safety, which means it screams Saran Neal to me. They, they compare him in the NFL uh, to Ryan Clark. But to me, this screams Saran Neal. Except for this part. Rapid diagnosis of quarterback's intentions. That does not scream Saran Neal. That does scream Ryan Clark to me. Uh, triggers downhill into catch point. Nab 10 interceptions over two seasons as a starter. That's impressive because Saran Neal never did that. Uh, good closing burst in coverage as a blitzer and as a tackler. And determined and physical as a run stopper. So this guy... With all that said, sounds like Terrell Edmonds. This is this is Terrell Edmonds. That's the comparison I'd give, except Terrell Edmonds is a little faster. Outside of that, you know, yeah, that's about it. Uh, he can be frantic and inefficient with his movement. Desire to make plays can be used against him. Moved out of position by quarterback misdirection. Yeah, he's a, he's a Terrell Edmonds type guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Terrell Edmonds is a solid safety. He's not a big playmaker. You know, he's uh, – I'll keep this in order. We don't throw it away. Uh, Terrell Edmonds is a, is a good safety. He's, he's not a big splash playmaker. He's good against the run. Um, but he's susceptible against the uh, – susceptible against the pass. Like, if, you're, if you have a good quarterback who's good at looking off safeties, he's susceptible to that. So, yeah, that's, that's what it feels like to me. Now – the next safety, and my favorite, is from the University of Illinois, Sidney Brown. I like him because of the placement of his draft position. 
he is an athlete for sure. He ran a 4.4740, a 1.51 split. Vertical jumps 4.5, 40.5, excuse me, 40.5 inches. And his broad jump was 10.10. He is the best safety athlete in this class. And he's rated anywhere between the second and the fourth round. I would pull the trigger on him in the second round if he's there. He screams to me Jordan Poyer. Like, just, just the way he plays. When I break down the description, you're going to be like, that's Jordan Poyer. Most likely a second-round pick. But he could fall to the third. If there's a run on safeties and he's there, you take him. But he's like the second or third, maybe the fourth best safety in this class, according to the professionals. To me, he's number two behind Antonio Johnson. And I would prefer this guy over Antonio Johnson. But here we go. Compact frame with a densely built lower half, which means that's why he's so powerful. Posted 10 career interceptions with six in 2022. Uses force to slow tight end routes release. Exploits crevices in run defender in the box. As a, oh, excuse me. Exploits the crevices as a run defender in the box. Steps downhill to create a firm edge against an outside run. And plays with solid anticipation and build-up speed. That screams to me Jordan Poyer. This is this this is the next Jordan Poirier type guy. Now he's from London, Ontario, Canada. He is 5'10, 211 pounds. He is a short, stout man. This guy's built. This guy right here would be my guy. Do you want the Bills to sign Edmonds close to $20 million per year or have the Bills invest in money elsewhere? I'd have him invest the money elsewhere. I wouldn't, I wouldn't resign uh Edmonds at that. If he's willing to give kind of a team-friendly-ish deal and he says, like, you know, 13, 14 million, we might be able to talk about that. But we're talking like 17, 18, 19, 20? No. He's not in the same class with the uh, the Roquan Smiths. He's not he's not worth that kind of money to me. He's not worth the Fred Warner money. He's not that. He's 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 just below that, just below that class. So I but you know, the salary cap going up, people are gonna get paid. He's 24 years old, so he's gonna get paid. That's just the nature of the beast. But to me, no, I would not. But yeah, uh, this guy's uh, his downside, his weaknesses: tightly bound in his hips, struggles to stay connected in man coverage, below average change of direction, quickness, and space, urgent charge to throw leads to imbalance in tackle attempts after catch, and ball carriers slip from his grasp too often. Screams Jordan Poyer to me. That to me that that's Jordan Poyer. The ups, the downs, and everything, and I'm willing to take the downs that come with the ups. This kid screams Jordan Poyer to me. He is my favorite safety in this class. Maybe it's because of Jordan Poyer, but I know that type of safety fits this scheme. Schematically, this is the guy right here. Sidney Brown, safety, University of Illinois Illini, the fighting Illini. And that's my last safety. Now, I move on to another position. Not really a position of need, but this is the flashy one, and everybody wants to know. And so we have some guys here. Who, um, you know, they, they've improved their stock, I believe. The last one really improved their stock. Uh, I'm gonna put them put them in order of that. Okay, so the the first one on the list is Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver from the University of Tennessee. We all know about Tennessee wide receivers on the Bills because we used to have Pillis Price, second round pick. This guy right here is a late first, early second round pick. 
according to you know the the scouts. His NFL comparison is Deshaun Jackson. He's six foot, 176 pounds. He ran a 4.4 flat. His 10 yard split was 1.5. So he's fast. He's a fast receiver. That actually kind of screams Lee Evans to me. If I'm if I'm going Bills comparison, the comparison is Lee Evans. If you go NFL comparison to Deshaun Jackson, I'm trying to get this to you know to a point where I can reference it in a way that we would understand. He's he's a burner, right? Strengths, top end speed creates tension for defensive coordinators. Run game will see lighter boxes out of defenses. Respect for his explosiveness. Tears into cushions and rockets past off-man coverage. Maintains spacing from physical coverage getting into the route. Runs focused vertical routes at crisp angles. Glides into acceleration mode at root stems to to separate. Route stems to separate, okay. Gets pitch and catch opportunities underneath against off-man. Finished second in FBS with 15 receiving touchdowns and willing and effective as a perimeter blocker. So, this guy right here, late first, early second round pick, and he's earned that, and that's where he stays for me. He stays right there at that, you know, somewhere between 25 and 40 is where he'll be picked. So it definitely could be us. Uh, are we in the market for a receiver? Yeah, I think so. I think we are. Uh, is that our first priority? Absolutely not. Um, if there's not a huge run of receivers before that, will we take one? I'm not sure. But if there isn't one before that, that means that the offensive linemen, that means that the linebackers, the the quarterbacks, like that means that everybody else got taken, right? If there's if the receiver run doesn't happen, you know, corners are off the board. You know, Christian Gonzalez, those guys are gone. Um, if you know Zay Flowers or Smith and Jigba still there, which is not going to happen, those guys are going to go early. Um, but this guy right here would not be a terrible option at twenty-seven. Now. The next one on here from the University of Nebraska is Trey Palmer. Now, he had a fifth-round grade, and with his combine, his ridiculous combine, this guy right here could go all the way up into the third round. This guy right here has done it. He ran a 4-3-3 with a... 10-yard split of 1.51, which means that his acceleration after the first 10 yards is crazy, right? Because he ran faster than our last guy in Jalen Hyatt, even though his 10-yard split was slower. It was by 0.1 seconds, but who cares? This kid here can fly. Now, do I do I want this kid? No. He's To me, he's more like, um, what's that guy? Uh, John Ross, right? John Ross? I don't remember. Ross. The, the, the Bengals picked him up. See, uh, James Cook ran a 4-4-2 versus 4-4-6 for Bijan. Why on earth would we draft him in round? Because Bijan has power. Bijan has heat. Bijan will hit you, throw you, step on you on the way out, and keep him pushing. Comparing James Cook to Bijan Robinson is silly. When it comes to their skill sets, they are not the same. James Cook is faster. Bijan has speed and is way, way, way more powerful. Compare James Cook to his brother Dalvin or to Saquon Barkley. That's what you just did with, with Bijan Robinson. 
Bijan Robinson is the superior prospect, hands down, no question. It's it's not close. It's not close. And Bijan didn't even run, from what I understand. Let me see if Bijan ran the ran the forty. See, it's not an NFL. It wasn't an NFL come earlier, so maybe it happened after. John Robinson. Let's see. Yep, four four six. So it's there now. Just because Bijan Robinson ran point four, eh, Bigsby. Bigsby's not tiny, from what I understand. Bigsby. I gotta look up Tank Bigsby again. He's two hundred thirteen pounds. That's not tiny. Are you trolling right now? Am I being trolled? Bigsby is not tiny. You are outside of your mind. Yeah. Tank Bigsby is six foot two two thirteen. He's the size of Fred Jackson. It's not a small back at all. That's craziness. All right. Uh, back to Mr. Palmer here. This is why I wouldn't want Trey Palmer, right? Because his positives feel like negatives when I look him look at him, right? He's six foot one nine two, by the way. Just you know, we're talking about size with these other guys. Uh he's raw but has moldable traits. Set Nebraska single game record with 237 yards versus Purdue. Okay, Purdue. Cool. High school sprint champ with clear second gear to separate. Okay, that sounds nice. Shows good fight battling against clingy press coverage. Shows good fight. Okay, what does that mean? What does that even mean? I agree with this one right here. Right here? You and me, same page. Right there. 100%. Change of pace at route stems can leave coverage in the mud. Okay, I like that. Explosive leaping to grab catches at the high point. I love that. Return to kickoff and a punt for touchdown during the same during his time at LSU. So before he got to Nebraska, he was better. Wonder why that was. Half of his strengths feel like weaknesses to me. He's raw, moldable. Shows good fight. Okay. I mean, I don't know what that means. Like half those are either unknowns or, you know, just negative. Weaknesses. Gets by with athleticism over craftsmanship. Fast but gives coverages too many breaks with lackadaisical routes. Drifts into the top of the route, allowing defender to close him out. Loses catch focus when he hears footsteps. Can't have that. Needs to do better job finding soft spots in the zone. Below average stacking corners on deep throws. This is the whole point of being that fast. It's the whole point. Too indecisive getting upfield on gadget plays and screen. I don't give a damn about that. Okay, that last one was nonsense. Um, prognosis, he was a fifth-round grade, but he might be a third or fourth rounder based on the combine. Like He, he put up ridiculous speed. Like craziness. 
to me, receiver is not a priority in the first round or even in the middle rounds. If someone's there that you can't pass up on, then you got to do what you got to do, right? But it's not a priority to me. I would like to get one in this draft class, don't get me wrong. And the next guy I would rather get in the later rounds because this person is highly intelligent. This person went to an Ivy League school. This person most likely raised his draft class quite a bit. And I think I'm saying his name correctly, I'm pretty sure, because it feels Spanish, even though I know he's from Hawaii. He went to Princeton. He went to Princeton. There he is right there. Right? He is six foot three, 205 pounds. He ran a 4.43 second 40-yard dash. His split time was 1.52. Vertical jump, 39 inches. Broad jump, 10 feet, 8 inches. Three-yard cone drill. Because he's supposed to be a sixth-round pick, he, he did all the drills. Three-yard cone drill, 6.85. 20-yard shuttle, 4.12. Bench press, 19 reps. This man is an Ivy Leaguer, went to Princeton. You know he's intelligent. You know he's intelligent. His name is Andre Yosivas. Pretty sure that's how you say it. I-O-Yo-Sivas. S-I-V-A-S. It feels Spanish, but it's probably not. It might be, though. You know, Spanish, you know, did some, did some work in the uh, Pacific as well. But Andre Yosivas from Hawaii played at Princeton. Yosivas has size, speed, and athletic ability. Might not overwhelm NFL opponents. But those traits do give him a, a real chance of battling for an NFL roster spot, okay? This would be like another Isaiah Hodgins. This, that's basically what this is. This is another shot at Isaiah Hodgins. Highly intelligent. Maybe if he will be gone before 10, I doubt it. I don't think he will be. The, the top 10 is going to be like four quarterbacks. You're going to have like four offensive or four defensive linemen. Uh, the tackle, I forget what his name is, and then probably the guard, uh, Osiris Torrance. That's probably your top 10. Oh, no, probably a cornerback, too. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, yeah, I don't, Avila's probably going to be there for us. Either him or Torrance will fall, but I, I really like Avila, I would take him in a heartbeat. But back to uh, Mr. Yosovas, Yosivas, strengths celebrated. Heptathlete with speed and leaping ability. Runs with threatening lean into drive phase of the route. Nifty foot quickness to beat press and elude tacklers. Fairly sharp in stair-stepping coverage away from his pattern breaks. Size and athletic talent to elevate and win downfield jump balls. Quick transition from catch to run on zone beater routes. Then, weaknesses. Has a tendency to pop upright into outbreaking routes. Body catcher lacking natural natural ease with hands as a pass catcher. Sounds like Gabe Davis a little bit there. Uh, looks labored when adjusting to throws outside his frame. I know Gabe Davis catches with his hands when he's doing those freaking uh, sideline catches, but you know it seems like he tries to catch with his body whenever he's you know within the field of play. He's also got a weird chomping movement with his hands whenever you're trying to catch the ball with his hands. Uh, looks labored when adjusting to throws outside of his frame. Allows defender too much leeway in catch based on bucket throws. And not a very willful finisher in run after catch mode. Okay, so those negatives there are why he is looked at as a six-round pick prior to the combine. But once he ran that 
once you run that 1.52, you put up 19 on the bench, and that broad jump and that vertical, this guy most likely jumps up into the fourth round. He's most likely pulling a Gabe Davis, where they're like, hey, you can go in between four and seven, and then he does this, and you're like, okay, he's probably a fourth-round pick. Um, I'd say late fourth round to mid-fifth is where this kid will go. Uh, but he is an interesting prospect to me. If you're in the fifth round and, you know, your guys are gone or you got what you wanted, just say we got uh, Avila in the first round and then you went linebacker and you got uh, Dan Henley in the second round or um, Jack Campbell somehow fell, which is probably not going to happen, or or Sewell, right? And in the third round, you take a running back like a Tank Bigsby or um, dude from UCLA, uh, Chabonet, I think his name was. I have him in here. What the hell am I doing? Yep, Zach Chabonet from UCLA. If you get those three things before that, the fourth round is, is your oyster. At that point, you got your your uh, your linebacker, your offensive lineman, and you got your running back. S- safety could be the choice, right? Maybe maybe you didn't go running back in the third round. Maybe you went and got uh, Sidney Brown, and then you wait for the fourth round. You get Tank Bigsby, the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, whatever he picks you got. You, if you traded back or didn't, or if you you know traded some players, there's a lot that can be done. And if you have everything you need in those first four rounds and you'll see us is there in the fifth round, I pull the trigger. Go get you another receiver. You can train him up. You have Stefan Diggs here. This guy's got good foot quickness. He's got good leaping ability. He's fast. He just needs some training. You have Diggs. You have the uh, – I forget, I forget who our new uh, receivers coach is. But you've got solid people here that can help this kid grow. You got Khalil Shakir, who's a natural route runner. Maybe he can help him out. Yosibus is a guy I'd look at later in the draft, and then uh, so is the kid from Nebraska. They, they, later in the draft, fifth round after, cool. Uh, if we're taking one early, if we go on first-round receiver, it's got to be a Jalen Hyatt, Zay Flowers. It's got to be one of those guys. It can't be can't be one of these two other guys. It's, it's got to be someone good. It's got to be someone on point. But that, folks, is... It was not my show because I, I told you guys I would do a uh, mock draft. Here we go. I'm going to pull one up. I found one that I really liked that wasn't PFF. Uh, I was told by, the, by, by somebody that the draft network was the way to go. Uh, the draft network's thing is actually in beta right now, so they don't actually have a draft simulator that you can use, which sucks. But you know what? It is what it is. Where is it? There it is. The NFL mock draft uh, database simulation is excellent. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that up on the screen, guys, and we'll do a mock draft because you know what? I got time. I don't care. Share screen. Boom. And we will do this interactively together, guys, because I love you guys. You guys are my therapy. So, of course, we're going to pick the 2023 year, the Bills, and we can do all seven rounds. 
Select your preferred draft order. I don't know what that means. I'm just going to leave that stuff the way it is because it's probably the way it should be. Here's the big board with all the prospects and their ranking. Uh, the NFL mock draft database. Here's how they do it. Let's see, maybe it will be gone by the 10th. We have Dorksy as an OC. That, that Dorksy guy took this offense, and we were still top five on offense. I mean, we, and that's as a rookie. Well, I, I understand that the the frustration with him because he made rookie mistakes, but he was in fact a rookie. You know, so that I, I was expecting him to to fall into some pitfalls and some traps. But Ken Dorsey is a it's a solid OC as far as I'm concerned. Until he's not, we'll we'll see. You know, if he can grow from this because he's going to have to, just like any other rookie going into this job and figuring out how they're going to handle it. Uh, I like Ken Dorsey. I think that he'll be fine. I'll take that away so you guys can see me because I'm over here doing all this hand stuff and you guys can't even see what the heck my face looks like. But yeah, we're going to do this mock draft simulator here. This is a different one. Again, this is the NFL mock draft database.com. Now, this site I trust very much so. And here's why this website, this database, so to speak, compiles all of the mock drafts on the internet and it gives you averages of where they see players going in the draft. So it goes through and it finds all these mock drafts and then syncs it up with, with their stuff. So now you go to the simulator, Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr., C.J. Stroud, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, uh, Devin Weatherspoon, Christian Gonzalez. This seems very legitimate when it comes to the order in which these players will be taken, right? So let's have a little fun. Um, did I pick a speed? I'm gonna go back one time because I want to make sure I get the right speed forward. Screw it. Here we go. Uh, and so we'll do no trades this time. If we do more than one, cool. And I have been offered a trade. The Kansas City Chiefs have offered me their first round pick, their second round pick, and their fourth round pick. Again, you know what? Screw it. This might be too good to pass up. I'm going to accept that. And they take Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver. Damn it. This is a freaking haul. This is a haul, but it's a whole lot of sevenths. I'm good on that. Thank you. Moving too far back. Moving too far back. To 37, get, another, get an extra fourth and a fifth. Yep, doing that. Okay, here we go. Osiris Torres is on the board. Decline, decline, decline. Decline, decline, and I'm drafting Osiris Torrance. And I moved back to get him. Osiris Torrance is now a Buffalo Bill. Uh, we're rejecting that. Thank you, sir. And we're rejecting that on the board. 
See, we are at 59. Jack Campbell, linebacker. The next one, I'll have you guys interact with me. I'll have you guys make the decisions. Uh, nope. 63. So, here's an interesting thing. Steve Avila still on the board. So, I'm taking two offensive linemen. And that's what I'm doing. Because I can. And because Mitch Morse has probably got another year left, and then that's it. Rejecting that. Rejecting that. Rejecting that. Now things are a little interesting. We have Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver here. G.J. Turner, cornerback. Jordan Battle, safety from Alabama. Let's see what safeties are on the board still. Jordan Battle, Jamie Robinson, Sidney Brown is up here, and that's my guy, so that's where I'm going. Let's see. So I got the linebacker, two offensive linemen. Reject. Ooh. Okay. Yep, take that one. So I got two offensive linemen. Nope. Nope. Two offensive linemen, safety and a linebacker. All the big major holes plugged right there. Dunzo there. So now I can focus on other stuff. We have a corner here. Not really needing him. Tajay Spears from Tulane. I've seen him before. Uh, Darius Rush, Nick Herbig, linebacker. Zach Evans, running back out of Mississippi. Tank Bigsby's on the board. I do like Tank Bigsby, so we'll go with Tank Bigsby. I am now on the board again. I can get 142 and 231. We'll accept that trade. Nope. Nope. You're offering some BS. No. 150. No. Not worried about next year's draft. What about this year's draft? No. Okay. Xavier Hutchison, wide receiver, Iowa State. Let's take a look at what that guy's about. Okay. I've seen this guy before. Ran a four five three looks like. He is six one two hundred three pounds. That's the guy. Ooh, there's a lot of trades here that they keep throwing my way. I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah, because there's not really anything I need right right here that's acceptable on the board. Let's keep it moving. We're going to reject that. Going to reject that. 142, 156, 157. I have a stack of picks. 
Smart trading. There we go. Okay. So you keep using the defensive lineman, I believe. And Colby Wooden. There we go. Reject. Reject. Uh, we could use a offensive tackle. No one in the comments, huh? We'll just run this draft and let it be what it is. I'm on the board again. This is late late round picks, so we'll go cornerback Makai Gardner from LSU. Let's get it. Nope. Normally I would take these, but no. At this point, I'm just filling out our roster. Nope. Nope. Done trading. I have enough picks now. Uh, see. Edge rusher, Brenton Cox Jr. We'll go there. Well, this is a pretty fun mock draft here. Rejecting everything else from here, from here on. Ooh, there we go. You'll see us is right there. But so is Dean. I'm going to take Trey Dean, safety out of Florida, because we're, we're, we're going to lose two safeties at least. Yosivas is still there. Let's go, Yosivas. Yeah, I'm going again. Yeah, we're filling out this roster. Taking the best player on the board. Offensive tackle. Reject. Another interior offensive lineman. Let's go. Let's get this practice squad filled out. Linebacker, D. Winters. Go with another running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, who I love. That gives you the ability to release... And there goes my draft. Save it. Yeah, I was stacking picks. Holy crap. I will share this on Twitter. Boop. Push that down and hashtag mock draft one point three. My hashtag. I know I put one there. 
Oop. And there goes that. All right, guys. Well, looks like everybody's done with the show tonight because uh, it's getting late, but you guys have a good night. Thank you for being here.